And one of the first ways, one of the most effective ways that people can uh, you know, take control of their lives is to time block. It's to sit back, be strategic about you know, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? How do I want to spend my time and reserve that time? Don't give it to other people. Reserve it for yourself. And uh, that you, we are, in many respects, what we choose to spend time on. And as soon as you start making those changes, it's amazing uh, how that has an impact on all aspects of, of your life. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 658. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to introduce you to our guest, Tim Campos. Now, Tim is a co-founder and CEO of Woven, and before we even jump into any more with Tim, Tim, I'm going to give you a proper chance to introduce yourself really well, but I... I was looking into it, and especially with the work that I do with a lot of my clients, we'll try to schedule appointments, and I'll give my scheduling link. And they're like, oh, what's this? And I'm like, click on it, find a time that works for you, and we'll get something scheduled. It's the same way that we get a podcast scheduled for recording on this podcast. Mm -hmm. There are so many people, Tim, I know you know this because of what Woven does, but I can't believe how many people I say, okay can you send over your scheduling link? And they're like, I don't have one. And then we'll go back and forth, 30 messages, 30 emails to find a time that works because they, they don't understand how to click the link sometimes. And I'm not trying to insult anybody. This is positive productivity. But Woven is, from what I understand, a scheduling link and you are helping people just the same as I try to work smarter instead of harder. That's yes? absolutely right. Yes. So Woven, it's really a system to help you spend time on the things that matter most. Mm -hmm. And that starts with teaching the system we use to manage our time, our calendars, how we spend our time. Our, our calendars are really, really good at understanding the problem of what am I doing next and where do I need to go? That's what they're, they are set up to do. But they don't really help out with... Uh, how do things get on the calendar? They don't help out with how do we get prepared for our events? How do we follow up from those events? And so there's a lot of things that are still yet to be built for the calendar to make it a lot more intelligent and useful so that it'll help us get um, accomplish the things that we want to in life. And that's why we created Woven. And it starts with as you pointed out, scheduling, because scheduling can be such an administrative drain on people's lives. And if we can teach the calendar how to schedule the events on its own, uh, then we can start focusing more on uh, the content of those events and what kinds of events we want to spend our time on, uh, and really time allocation, which is the, the most important decision that any of us can, can make. And so that's what we're doing. I am absolutely in love with this whole topic because this year, and I'm not going to timestamp this because this could be relevant for you, my listener, for any year that you are listening, but I started a couple of years ago with time blocking and thought, okay, I can block half the day for this and half the day for this. And this year I was like, that is still insane. I'm going to block this whole day for this. 
uh, whatever it is. I'll just let you, the listeners, know that Mondays and Fridays are my content creation days. I do my very best not to have any client calls on those days. Tuesdays are podcast recording, and Wednesdays and Thursdays are client days. So that's when I get in and meet with clients. That's not to say that the rest of the week I'm not working on client week, but when it comes to getting on the call and working with clients, I found that blocking that all together keeps me from the multitasking. Tim, I was proud of multitasking when I started my business. I can't believe I got any work because in my project proposals, I actually put, I'm a woman, therefore I multitask. Mm -hmm. And it's not uh, something that we should be proud of, in my opinion. I First off, I applaud you for time blocking. I think it is one of the most effective techniques for helping people to spend time on what matters most to them. The challenge that we often have is that our calendars um, are very, very reactive. Uh, I'll give you a couple statistics. Uh, Over 50% of all events that exist on our calendars, and this is just a, a global statistic, were scheduled within three days of that event happening. That means we're extremely reactive. Most people have plans in life that go beyond three days, well beyond three days in terms of what they want to accomplish in their lives. But the time that they spend is determined within three days of them uh, spending that time. So we're being very, very reactive. And and here's another stat. Uh, On average, 60% of the events that are on our calendars are scheduled by other people. They're not Mm. scheduled by us. So what those two things mean is that we're not being deliberate in general about how we want to spend our time. And one of the first ways, one of the most effective ways that people can uh, take control of their lives is to time block. It's to sit back, be strategic about what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? How do I want to spend my time and reserve that time? Don't give it to other people. Reserve it for yourself. And uh, that we are, in many respects, what we choose to spend time on. And as soon as you start making those changes, it's amazing. Uh, how that has an impact on all aspects of, of your life. What was the first percentage that you gave? It was 80, 80 something percent is scheduled Fif- three days bef- within three days. 50% before? of okay. all events are scheduled within three days of the event happening. 70% are scheduled within one week wow. of an event happening. So, so I can we're so very see reactive. that. I mean, I have clients who. Well, I, I guess a lot of my clients are phasing out of the the webinar launch funnel. A lot of them are are phasing out of that system lately, but they would be wanting to market their webinar like a month before. And I started to see the trend of, wait a second, no, we're going to start talking about it two to three days before the actual webinar. And when I did webinars earlier this year, I did the same thing. I didn't start talking about it till two or three days before because I realized that's when most of the registrations were were coming in. Even myself, I I know just how true that number is because I do the same thing. I don't. I rarely schedule something for a week out. I know what's happening today, tomorrow, and the next day. Even though I have my calendar right in front of me, but I don't know what emergency is going to pop up next week. I don't like to live in emergency mode. But when I do funnels, people like to tra- break their tech all the time. I mean, I don't mean to pick on you, Tim, but <laughs> you, you're you're recording from your from your backup office right now. 
because (laughs) we never know what's going to happen in any given day. Yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, and even when we, we do, sometimes we have to be adaptive, but, um, you know, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of research, uh, some, a couple of great books. One is uh, called uh, deep work by uh, Cal Newport. Um, and one of uh, his core theses of this book is that, uh, the people that, uh, achieve, uh, the greatest insights or have uh, the greatest uh, outcomes really focus on those uh, on their profession, like deeply focus, deeply focus to the exclusion of everything else. And I'm not advocating that people should forget other parts of their lives. I and mean, we all have to eat, we have families, those things are incredibly important for our uh, well being and survival. But uh, we are in a hyper-connected world where we are more connected to more people than we ever have been before. And what that has enabled is a universe of distraction. And that can be incredibly destructive to uh, one's mission. And the best way to recover that is to choose to focus and choose where you're going to focus. I absolutely love that. Okay, so I already said I wasn't going to timestamp this episode, but to go <laughs> to, I, I have to timestamp it now. We are recording on December 10th. I'm going to leave the year open, but you are my, you are actually my last official podcast recording of this year because oh, with the time blocking that I set into place, I also realized I need one week a month without any appointments. So I set up a few months ago that the third week of every month, I would not accept appointments. That's not to say that people don't slip in, but nobody can just use my scheduling. They can go schedule themselves, which is incredible. And then I took the last two weeks off of the year, even though I will still be working, full disclosure, I I didn't want to be interrupted during the holidays with appointments that I didn't put in myself. So I don't have any more podcasts that I'm recording for another four weeks, which is mind blowing. I've had this podcast for four, three years and I've never not recorded for four weeks, but I look forward to the next three weeks because as you were just saying, I mean, um, uh, from deep work, I mean, I am so excited about the potential that these three weeks have when I look at them and I see a whole bunch of empty, which I have a feeling, and I would love to know your insight on this. I have a feeling I should go actually probably tonight and lay out my own personal schedule, what I'm going to accomplish in that time for myself in the next three weeks, because I don't want it to fly by and not have accomplished anything with that yeah, amount of emptiness. A couple of other good nuggets. So, um, one of the things I, I spent uh, almost seven years at Facebook and Facebook's one of the most innovative companies uh, in the world. And, um, you know, one of the things I learned working at Facebook is that innovation, one of the key ingredients to innovation is white space, the ability to think um, and create and come up with something different. There's, there's other ingredients as well, but when you don't have white space, when you're rushed, when you're busy, uh, you can't really afford to experiment, to try something different. So you, our natural tendency as human beings is to fall back into the tried and true. And uh, one of the greatest ways that you can give yourself white space 
uh, is to do exactly what you, you're talking about. Facebook called it a hack a month where employees could take a month off from their job and go work in a completely different department or on a, um, an idea that they had been thinking about. And not everybody could do this. You had to have been in the company for a little bit of time. But uh, the value of the hack of the month is that it really allowed for that sort of creative thought. And, you know, sometimes that's maybe too much time for some people. So uh, another thing that we did at the company is we had um, no meeting Wednesdays. This is a, a simple thing, mm. which is let's preserve the uninterrupted thought time for people when they're focusing on the, the present set of objectives. Uh, so they're not interrupted by, um, you know, just the, the, the daily administrative coordination that's necessary of being in, in a corporation. And uh, both these techniques were, were highly effective in, in helping to fuel Facebook's, um, you know, innovative culture and uh, ability to come up with uh, new and effective ideas. You've got my brain spinning over here because even though I already told you all that I have Monday and Friday blocked off for content creation, especially these last two months, I've had a lot of appointments getting scheduled and this was my own doing because in order to schedule on Monday or Friday, you have to go through me. And I've been put like the two, yesterday was insane. Started at 10 and I was still on calls at six o'clock, but I think, no, I don't think I know I'm going to implement no meeting Mondays, not <laughs> Wednesdays, Mondays. I'm just going to, color it black in my calendar right now well, I think and when, it's red or something when Maybe you should... are a time blocker one of the benefits of time blockers is they tend to honor what their calendar says and and then now you can start using the calendar as a tool to manage your time so uh you could set as you're just describing a, a recurring meeting that just blocks out monday and now your scheduling links whether that's from woven or something else will not offer that time to other people. And it's a simple thing. It would take two seconds for you to make that decision. And now your calendar is going to do the work for you. Um, and this is another thing that, that uh, we're really trying to accomplish at Woven is to help people understand how to use the calendar as a tool to uh, achieve your, your personal mission, to, to help you focus on the, the things that matter most to you. Um, by, uh, you know, getting the calendar to be smart enough to do things for you um, and to really understand how you want to allocate your time. And it, it's a, a simple technique like what you just described. Okay, I'm going to block out my calendar. I'll mark it red so that I understand why it's blocked out. Um, and now, uh, you know, I, if I'm using, if my calendar is smart enough to be able to schedule the events for me because I'm using scheduling links, now I don't have to, uh, think about it anymore. Uh, events won't come onto my calendar unless I explicitly decide I'm going to um, to do this for myself because of an emergency or something important that I decide I want to put on there. Well, that's the thing. I already have it blocked out on my calendar. I think the color was just too friendly though, and it was screaming at me. You can still, <laughs> yes. you can still schedule over me. That's not a problem. I mean, it's purple. Right. But I think. Actually, I know that's just not scary enough for my brain. I mean, if if my I use Google Calendar, if it could literally reach out of the screen and slap my hand when I'm putting something over that purple, that would be amazing. 
are you sure you want to do this, Kim? No, I really don't. But I I just need to make it a more intimidating color that screams Mm. at me. Do not schedule here. Actually, I'll just change it because right now it says working on the business. I, I actually just need to change the description on that time block on my Google calendar. Yeah. It says, do not schedule here, Kim. At all costs, do not schedule here. And well, this is Actually, one of the things that we do with Woven, it's uh, the way that Woven works, it, it, it doesn't replace your calendar. It, it uh, envelops it. Your, your Google calendar or your Microsoft Office calendar is still the underlying system that the um, that your calendar data goes into. But um, but Woven will teach the calendar how to be a little bit more intelligent. In your case, um, if you're trying to schedule all time and you've got an all-day event that says, I'm, I'm blocking this day off, well, Woven will tell you, hey, wait a minute, uh, you're busy. Uh, well, and we'll even, you can have the application you know, give you a notification that says, hey, don't do this. Um, and uh, for me, I, I like to keep my calendar clean. I have a very small... Um, uh, set of conflicts, uh, maybe uh, on any given month, less than 5% of my time, maybe 3% of my time is in conflict. And in those cases, it's truly a scenario where I have a conflict and I just haven't made the decision yet of, am I going to um, meeting one or am I going to, to meeting two? But uh, I try to keep it very clean. Therefore, I can sort of honor when the calendar is saying, hey, you got a problem here. Um, and it, in, in some respects, like if you have a, a, an executive assistant or somebody else who's managing your account, you're going to go through the exact same mechanic. And, and what it comes down to is the choices that we make. Do we choose to be in conflict? Do we choose to be overbooked? Or do we choose to, to just be deliberate about our time and be clean and, and consistent about it so that we can uh, make sure that those goals that might be more in, important but not urgent still get the priority uh, of our time and, and don't fall victim to the, uh, what Steph and Kobe call it, the tyranny of the urgent. Mm, that was like a punch to my gut, which was so needed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, Google Calendar, you can't schedule a block or you can't color a block black. I, I had ah. to just try so I could tell you, but it's mm. now gray and it says, do not schedule here. Absolutely forbidden. Ah. <laughs> I will make it work because I love how you said that. It, I mean, it's our choice. Right. I, I can choose. And um, I'm, I had the realization in this year that I say yes way too much. And I had to, I've had to learn to love the word no. I actually well, had well, a, another podcast guest who uh, I had done some work with last year who was trying to get on my schedule to schedule her recording of her podcast. And she saw that the podcast that scheduling link was putting her out about nine months. So she went through her emails and she found my half hour scheduling link that I'd given her a year ago. And she booked two back-to-back half hour calls. And I saw it and I shook my head. And then I sent her a very nice email back. I said, I love your resourcefulness. However, I only scheduled podcast recordings on Tuesday so that I can respect the time of, you know, my clients and my business. So she rescheduled and then promptly unsubscribed from my list. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, I had, I had to do that because when we, I found that for me and I would love to know what it's like for you, but 
seriously, that task switching, I believe that for me, it takes longer than 20 minutes to get back into whatever I was working on before, if I remember what I was working on before. And I don't want 35 tabs open in my browser to remind myself what I was working on before a call. Yes. Yeah. So how did the idea for Woven come about? What was the need or what was the big aha that brought you here? Well, I started um, in my last two roles. I I was a CIO of Facebook and before that I was a CIO of another company. Um, And I found uh, as I got, uh, you know, more and more responsibility that my time was less in my control. I felt like a slave to my calendar. And it was depressing. Uh, I would feel like there were so many things I wanted to do, but I couldn't because I didn't have the time to do it. And why didn't I have the time to do it? Because my time was being allocated in ways that I just didn't uh, appreciate. And so I started to work with my executive assistants on what I like to call uh, portfolio management, time portfolio management. I gave them a portfolio of how I wanted to spend time. I want to spend, you know, 20% of my time with my my team and my staff. I want to spend 40% of my time with my customers, um, people outside of my organization. I I need to have at least two hours a day of uninterrupted desk time so that I can just follow up from all of my meetings um, and so on and so forth. And I I gave them this and I wanted to start um, tracking it. How often did I hit my time portfolio? And I realized this is really hard. Like there's not an easy mechanism to report. Um, And I worked with my staff to see if we could come up with some, you know, fancy mechanism to pull the data out of Microsoft Outlook and and do the report. And I was just horrified by how difficult this was. In parallel, uh, I had a ton of uh, issues, particularly at Facebook when I got there, um, where my customers, the, the, the um, largely the executives of the company, would complain to me about how unstable their calendars were, how meetings would get would fall off the calendar, or they would have a meeting on their calendar and somebody else wouldn't. And uh, to resolve these issues, we really had to dig deeply into how the calendar is built and why is it the way things are. And it, that led to a few insights that were pretty fundamental and ultimately motivated my co-founder and I to let's go solve this problem by um, creating a, a company whose, whose mission it is to rethink how the calendar is built. The first insight um, is that uh, calendars as we know and love them are actually, uh, you know, they've almost always, ever since Microsoft built Microsoft Exchange, they have been a feature of a larger suite and they have been very much tied to email systems. In fact, they're built on top of email. They are not databases. They're, they're, they're just special special emails. You can't have a calendar invite without sending an email to somebody. And uh, that means that they follow all the bad behavior of email. Email is, uh, it's got a lot of uh, issues. It's, it's uh, very spammy, but more importantly, I, I don't, I can't, uh, once I send an email out, I can't make a change to it. It's not like, you know, if I post, uh, publish a website, I can always change the website. People don't have to know what the new URL to the website is. They just go there. Or, you know, if there's a, a typo or something in your podcast, right, you know, you can you can fix that after it has been published. But that's not the case for email. Once you send an email, it's sent. And calendar events are kind of the same way. 
And what that has created is that we don't use our calendars um, for anything other than tracking when, uh, you know, where we should go next. You know, how, how busy am I going to be on this particular day? They're not decisioning engines. They're not scheduling engines. Uh, even though we might think we use the calendar to schedule, we actually do it ourselves. The calendar is just a, a, a mechanism that gives us information, but we make all the decisions. Calendars that make all those decisions. And so all this led me to the conclusion that if we're going to fix this, we're going to have to really change how the thing is built. And that's basically the magic behind Woven. Woven allows the counter to be woven together. That's why we chose the name with a lot of different information because it is built with modern software, modern technology. Um, you know, we, it's very much inspired by um, how uh, social graphs are built, you know, whether you're talking about Facebook or Twitter, because that's what a calendar is. It's a social graph. It is a connection between people, locations, content, uh, meeting objectives, decisions that need to be made, uh, follow-up action items. And so what we're really doing with Woven is providing a mechanism to be able to connect those things so that we can graph them and make them actionable for people. You, you have me thinking on so many different levels, and I, I think I say that multiple times in every single episode. I mean, first, I want to commend you. Listeners, I just recently switched how I record podcast episodes, and the tool I was using, which will remain unnamed right now, the recorder wasn't working. So I needed to reach out to Tim to let him know, but then I realized, oh my gosh, like his name's not on the invite. And I don't know if that was intentional because, and I, and I would have to think based upon what you just said, it is because then I'm not in your inbox. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not bothering you and I'm not distracting you during your day. So you have me just thinking about, yeah, it takes up so much time. I mean, every time somebody schedules, I get the notification of them scheduling. I get the notification of them accepting and then they reschedule and I get that notification in my inbox again. And then they accept the reschedule. It's like, how many times is this one appointment going to wind up in my inbox? Well, here's another uh, example. Imagine, uh, you know, in, in today's day and age, we don't use email for everything anymore. We, we use technologies like Slack or text messaging. Now, yeah. uh, if you're coordinating with somebody over text messaging, hey, let's get together for coffee. First off, the back and forth is even greater. Uh, what time works, yep. so on and so forth. But second, you can't complete that scheduling action on text messaging, ultimately somebody's going to have to go into their calendar and create a uh, an invite. And yet, this is such a common action. Um, and so, you know, a, a small way that we have helped move the world forward towards our vision is we built a texting interface for um, calendaring. So that um, first off, when I get a text message that says, "Hey, can we get together for coffee?" I can respond by pressing a button and it will send them a specialized scheduling link that either offers them all of the times that I have reserved for coffee or allows me to specifically choose those times uh, for this person if I need to. Either way, what they get is something where they just see the options that I'm making available to them uh, in a you know, little, little web browser and they can you know, press a button and the event gets scheduled and there's no email involved in here at all. Um, and 
Uh, Do you really have time reserved for coffee? I don't reserve the time for coffee, but for me, all of my events are designed to occur in a specific window. So coffee, I'm not going to do coffee at 6 p.m. at night. So I don't want to tell my calendar, uh, you know, offer all of my time for this particular event when I'm trying to have coffee with somebody. I want my calendar to be smart enough to say, I only do coffee in the mornings, you know, between you know, 10 and 10 and maybe two would be the latest time that I would do coffee. Lunch is another example. That's 12 to one or dinners or in the evenings. Um, but, right. uh, you know, even for podcasts, I have, uh, you know, a, a special template for podcasts. There's a specific set of days of the week that I reserve to do those things. Uh, and so woven knows for any kind of event I'm trying to schedule when it can look for those times. And it's not restricted just to work hours or just when I'm free. It's restricted to um, the the way that it knows that event needs to uh, needs to uh, be scheduled. And that can be, you know, certain things I might only do on a Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. That would be like date night with my wife. Um, and uh, so, you know, I want it to offer my personal time um, when you know, Stan and I are trying to figure out, you know, when when can we do dinner. Um, so uh, that, that's uh, when I say I'm offering times I've reserved for coffee. What I really mean is I have, I have taught woven. When do I want to do coffee? And when I want it to offer those times to other people, it only offers the times that are, uh, that I have taught it to, uh, to offer. Oh, wow. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the positive productivity podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the work smarter, not harder challenge. Over the course of 30 days, these free, yes, free, short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at WorkSmarterNotHarderChallenge.com. I just realized a couple of weeks ago that I really love doing podcasts in the morning, but I am Eastern time zone. And so many of my guests are on the West coast of the U S. So while I would love to do it at 10 and 11, my time, it, I can't necessarily expect guests from the West coast to get up at eight or to be, I mean, especially those with kids as a mom of five, I know what eight o'clock in the morning can be like. Mm-hmm. It's insane. So I did take out the majority of my afternoon slots. And I, I think I left open 12 or one o'clock, but only one. So going into the new year, I have two slots on Tuesdays. That's it. And that was a big change too, because I used to just leave the whole day of Tuesday open. How would how would Woven have worked with me on that? Um, well, it's it's uh, similar to some of the things that we have uh, already been uh, talking about. That uh, what Woven is, uh, if we were going to spend time on what matters most, we have to define what 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 does matter most. And uh, those things in Woven get codified as what we call them templates. Uh, these are sort of you're defining up front what are what are the different ways that you want to spend your time and you're describing those kinds of events so that uh, they can be um, scheduled and 
uh, coordinated on their own. But you're also doing something else uh, when you do that. You're making it possible to run a report after the fact. So you can take a look at, did I spend the time the way that I wanted to? So that you can then refine your decisions moving forward. Uh, it's kind of like- How does that work, Tim? How does it know? And I'm sorry for asking these little details, but I'm not sorry at the same time. <laughs> because I've been looking, I want a way to track what I'm doing. And I have tools that I could use. I mean, I have project management tools that I can actually turn on a timer and they watch what I'm doing. But at the same time, I realize I could have 18 gazillion tools running all the time, but am I actually going to look at the reports? So I'm so intrigued by this. Yeah. So uh, this is one of the things that we do for for calendar events is we make them uh, extensible. So you can describe them in richer ways than is possible to do in either Google or Microsoft. With, with Google, you could color the event. Um, but that's it. And you can only give one color to an event. An event can't have two or three colors. Uh, Woven has a tagging system. You can tag your events. Um, and they can be pre-tagged. If you create an a, when I do coffee, as an example, or when I'm uh, doing an interview, I use templates to create those events. And so they, uh, and the template has the event already tagged. So I say that, you know, I, I want to keep track of all the, how much time I'm spending on recruiting. So I have a recruiting tag that's associated with any event that, uh, that is scheduled for recruiting because I use the template to schedule the recruiting events. I don't have to do the work. I don't have to think about it. It just happens. Uh, I also like to color my events on my calendar. I want to see the recruiting events in a different color than uh, my time blocking, uh, my desk time. Uh, I want to see my uh, personal uh, time with my, my wife as a separate color from all of those things. Uh, so that has me visually see these things, but it doesn't uh, help me account for them. The tags help me account for them. We have a, a nice little reporting uh, system that is built into the product. And even on my mobile phone, I just press a button. I can see for this week, how busy am I and how did I spend my time? Uh, and it's a hugely valuable tool to understand whether or not I'm spending time on the things that I want to. Just because I'm nosy, what color is your wife? <laughs> she gets orange. <laughs> I don't, I don't okay. really know why. It's a, uh, you know, my, my wife is uh, you know, a wonderful person. Um, I guess, uh, you know, orange is, uh, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the feeling of warmth and uh, affection for me and I uh, have that towards my wife. So, uh, I guess that's why she That is a good explanation because I was thinking about the wrath that would come <laughs> if you did not put time in that direction. Yeah, no, she, she knows she's uh, she's a high priority for me and my children are a high priority for me because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, at least these are the choices that I've made. I'm not, uh, I'm not here on this planet, uh, you know, independent of my, um, my family and my friends and family is some of the most important thing. I mean, why, why do I want to work so hard? So that I can, um, you know, have resources if I can't spend them with anybody, and uh, my uh, my family are the people that I want to spend it on. So those are the choices I've made, and I live my life by them. I love that, and that's what time blocking has allowed me to do as well. I mean, it, the last calendar year, not this one, but the last calendar year, I realized at the end of the year that I had eaten dinner with my family seven times. Wow! And that included. Christmas, Thanksgiving, and birthdays. Okay, maybe eight. I have five kids, so there would have to be a little bit more in there, but there are twins, so they share a birthday. <laughs> but that that's just sad. 
because my calendar was so full and I wasn't putting priorities where they needed to go and I was saying yes too much and you know had no order to my day I had only allowed myself the ability to have and I know there's responsibility on my side that goes along with that but having dinner with my family eight nights out of 365 is embarrassing yeah um, so that has not been the case this year. I, there are I, times that I wish it were the case because they drive me crazy sometimes, but <laughs> it was not the case. I've had similar, uh, similar challenges in, in the past. And, and my wife and I, a few years ago, we read an article that, um, you know, one of the, the best ways to connect with your children is just to sit down and eat dinner with them. No screens at the table mm-hmm. and no television um, and uh, just conversation. And it seemed like such a trite thing, but it was also something that felt true. We, we sort of experienced this, um, you know, uh, with, with, with our past. And so we, we made a conscious decision that, um, you know, in, instead of doing what we had been doing, I, I had been letting work sort of bleed its way into my evenings and even into my mm-hmm. weekends. Uh, and that was taking time away from my family that we would uh, say, okay, at least uh, four nights a week. We're going to have dinner together, um, and uh, dinner will be at six thirty. And uh, we pretty much stick to that. Uh, the only uh, deviation, children's sports, I think, has not uh, caught on to this idea. So, uh, my no kids, kidding, my kids' soccer and water polo and other stuff made it difficult to do that uh, at six thirty. So we do it later. But yeah, I have the the traveling soccer team kid. Mm-hmm. And then just this year, I now have a Girl Scout and I'm co-leading the Girl Scouts. And that that adds a little bit of complexity as well oh, yeah. because soccer, especially at this age, those practices have to come first. I didn't realize that college recruiters start checking out kids around here in eighth grade, My gosh, it's which a, is insane to me. It is. It's incredible. And even if that's not your, your goal, you're uh it's still like you know if you play club soccer or any any type of sport it's very competitive and you know, people get really really into it and it sort of mm-hmm. creates a, an ambient pressure for you to take it seriously and put the time to it and, uh yeah and i've been uh, uh, sort of amazed at uh, how much energy goes into soccer and sports but well i'm in ohio where i was amazed when i moved out here that the parents know the names of the high school players like people back in New York know the names of the players of the professional teams. Mm. I mean, I had no idea who was on my high school football team, except for when they wore their jersey to school and they had their name on the back. Are you in a, a, <laughs> so, a small town or a larger town? I'm, well, I'm in a medium-sized town, but I mean, the town that I was working in was even smaller than mine, and the parents would literally tailgate, yes, with beer. Oops, uh, I accidentally muted myself in the middle. <laughs> with beer and grills at the high school football games. Yeah, I, I mean, they they that team, like the mothers would make, I didn't know what a, a beer cozy was until I moved to Ohio. I just need to put it out there. I had no idea that these things existed. but. There was a mom responsible for making the the beer cozies for the high school kids' parents. <laughs> and if for those who don't know what beer cozies are, I mean, they might have other names around in other parts of the country, but they're foam insulated 
things, cups, basically, that go outside the beer can and keep the beer cold inside the can. And I've never had a, a cozy. Well, I lived in <laughs> central Illinois for several years. And one of my experiences about that part of the country very much mirrors what you're talking about with Ohio. That uh, Everybody knew each other. That a real sense of community. I, I lived in a smaller town. Um, and uh, and I'm sure that's that's part of it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at least as much as the the state and the part of the country. But um, one of the things that I, I learned from that is, you know, it's as we have gotten more connected, we sort of lost the meaning of the connection. You know, it, when you live in a really really big city like uh, New York or San Francisco, uh, and you don't have the ability to even know everybody that's uh, around you uh then you stop you trying to make those connections those those emotional connections with people and yet that's a big part of who we are as uh as human beings and uh you know it, it can it can feel uh lonely it can feel overwhelming and i think in the digital world we are starting to encounter the same challenges but the community that actually is the one that is most meaningful for us is the community of people that we spend time with, even if they're not mm-hmm. actually physically in front of us. And you and I are in different states at this point, but we're spending time together. And it, um, you know, the, that is actually a, uh, it's a great insight to, to understand that, you know, who you spend time with and how you spend time with them. Um, is a way of fulfilling that innate need that we have for uh, for connection, and whether that's professional or personal, um, you know, it's sort of up, up to people. But that uh, is is one of the ways to achieve fulfillment in life: is decide who you want to spend your time. With. Oh, absolutely! Most most of my entrepreneurial friends are also podcasters, and unlike me, most of them are in California. But we have that text that group text, you know, where we all support each other. But what I, I don't, I don't think, well, thank goodness they don't listen to my podcast, but <laughs> my second child, I don't think he realizes that the parents in his circle of friends now have their own group text mm. as well. <laughs> so we know what's going on, even if the kids don't tell us what's going on. Yeah. It's amazing. I love it. Heaven forbid my mother had had that. I would have been grounded just about every single day of high school. (laughs) So pluses of technology, but also the minuses. I mean, that no screens at the table for that kid, especially that's still a challenge. But at least I'm back at the table and I can tell him to take a screen off the table. (laughs) Yeah, You know, and I, I do have to take some blame for that because when mom's not there and dad's busy with the other kids, then the screen's more... You know, it was easier for the screens. I would love to know, Tim, what is your most productive time of the day if you do have a most productive time of your day? Uh, well, for me, it's absolutely the morning. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, And there's, there's, uh, what, there's another insight that I gained getting into the, the calendaring space um, because we, we started to look at when do uh, people schedule meetings? And um I was kind of shocked, you know, in, in statistics, you have this concept of the bell curve, right? So when you look at a, the distribution of, of anything, it tends to follow what's called a normal distribution, right? The, the shape of a bell where, you know, things 
happen at the 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 average and then the things that lead up to the average you know they, they take this this interesting shape so i kind of expected that the calendar would look the same way that um you know there would be a peak meeting time that'd be like 11 or 12 o'clock and then you know, the early morning and the late afternoon there'd be you know less less time spent on meetings but it actually doesn't look that way um the time that people are least likely to schedule meetings um are before 9 a.m um you know eight seven six uh, certainly anything before 6 a.m is almost empty um now the reverse is not true uh people a lot of people will spend time in the evenings they'll have meetings and events in the evenings and so when i saw this it very much reinforced something that i have already experienced which is i am most productive in the mornings i like mornings um they are the time that i am least likely to be interrupted by somebody else they are the time that uh, i'm freshest because i just woke up and hopefully i've had a chance to have my cup of coffee and um you know i wake up and i try to be very deliberate what am i going to do today and the best time for me to make that uh, decision or reality is right then and there um you know as i'm just finishing up my, my planning for the day great let me get started on the most important thing right can I tell you how much you just relieved me to know that y- you plan in the morning? Because the last thing that my brain is able to handle last thing in the evening is planning the next day. Yeah. So that's when I plan as well. What do I need to get done today? I might write down some notes as I remember them the night before, but as far as really solidifying my schedule, I am fuzzy brained by five o'clock. <laughs> That's the best way I can say it. And I have also noticed the first thing. First thing in the morning is my best time. I love to get up, get showered. As I've recently, as of the date of this recording, been getting or been going live on whatever platform I feel like going live on that day. And I've noticed that my productivity and my focus and my ability to be like really, well, I, I'm going to say it again, productive directly correlates with <laughs> with the length of time since my shower. I mean, the fresher I look in the morning, the more productive I am. And as the day goes on and you can see like the shower is wearing off, the productivity is wearing off as well. So my husband's like, well, can't you do your Facebook live in the afternoon? Like, well, no, because I don't look as fresh and I don't feel so fresh and people are going to feel the energy. So no. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing again. Where can people find out about Woven? And I, I do just have one more question about it because I was looking and I have a lot of clients who are podcasters and wanted to work with their CRM. Does it work with their, can it integrate with CRMs yet? Or do you see that coming in the future? I do see that coming in the future. Um, we we okay. have a, a lot of podcasters that we have been able to move over. And this is a very popular request um, is to uh, connect. And it's it's very easy for us to do actually. Uh, to be able to connect um, certain types of events with the CRM so that information can be shared between the calendar and the CRM to keep track of what you've uh, booked and scheduled and um, and also uh, get uh, availability data into the uh, into the CRM. So that's something that uh, we've heard a lot of and, and you can expect that we'll, we'll do something like that in uh, 20 uh, uh, in, in the next few months. Uh, maybe even by the time this uh, podcast is uh, uh, is published. Um, Amazing. The um, uh, for people who want to learn more about Woven, they can find us at woven.com, 
um, or on the uh, app stores for uh, Windows, uh, Mac, and uh, iOS. And all you have to do is search for Woven, and we uh, should show up on the top of those lists. And uh, check us out. Amazing. Thank you so much. I will put that in the show notes, listeners. So if you are driving, don't want to fall off the elliptical, and don't want to cook dinner, or don't want to burn dinner. I don't want to cook dinner. I certainly don't want to burn it, though, when I do. Check out the show notes and leave a comment down below. I'd love to hear what ahas you received out of today's episode. And you can find the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP658. Tim, I want to thank you so much for being a guest today. I mean, seriously, just graying out my Mondays, no meeting Mondays, that's going to be huge for me in 2020. So thank you so much. And that was just one of many. I would love to know one last parting piece of advice, though, that you would have for listeners. Well, um, I think one of the uh, other uh, great things that people can do to help achieve their life goals is to take the time. And we're getting, you know, uh, people tell me, sometimes do this near uh, the New Year's. Sometimes people do this around their birthdays. Um, I, I personally find it is a good practice to do this uh, each quarter. But just sit down and write down your life goals. What do you want to accomplish in life? And once you have that, take that and put that time in your calendar in some way, shape, or form. Make your dreams happen by saving time for them uh, in, in your calendar. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level. Mm -hmm.